Hello, hello, hello. Back again with another episode of uh, Rabbit Holes with Ty. And I know it's been a it's been a good little minute since I dropped something, man. So I got something special lined up for y'all today. We have my lovely mother here. Um, I'm gonna let her introduce ourselves again. So y'all tune in, man. My name is Albon Hunter. Uh, Ty's parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, just a little, little drop back. Not really drop back, but a background information. Um, so yeah, this is my. She's my dad died not too long ago. So so she is my last parent. Really, I ain't gonna lie. She really was like mommy and daddy for the longest. He was around, but you know, I told y'all already with the summer stuff that went on. So um, just moving on on that. Um, so I just like kind of give them like, I guess like a background, like where you from and like, uh, and uh, just kind of, and then we're going to touch on some other stuff too. Well, I grew up and I was born and grew up in uh, Johnson County, which everybody know, Wrightsville, Georgia. Uh, I went to Dot Kemp uh, High, but uh, after in 71, they changed the name to Johnson County High when they integrated. Yeah, I was back there before they integrated. And I kind of liked it like that. What was, um, I don't want to like give people your age, but like around what time was then? That was, they started integration in 71 at our school. Um, I'm a 1972 graduate. Okay, okay. I never knew that, huh? I never knew like what year you graduated. I never asked, really, but you know. So you said you graduated from? Johnson County High. Johnson County High. And what was what was y'all like, uh, I guess, what's Johnson County's uh, like, you know how we got Dublin Irish, like? The Trojans. So the Trojans. Okay. So, so you're a Trojan. Class of 72. Yes. Yay, Trojans. <laughs> so, like, um, because I, I, I know, you know, I know a good little bit, but they, you know, everybody else doesn't. Um, like, kind of how was your childhood? Like, um, like, just give me some, like, background on childhood. Talk, you could talk about, I guess, like, you know, your mom, your dad, and, like, sisters and brothers, and, like, just kind of, like, what was going on in the household around that time. Well, I like grew up with, uh, let's see, four brothers. Uh, I had actually uh, 12 siblings, but we was the youngest six. I had four brothers and one sister uh, at the house with me until I turned about 11. Then my sister passed. But uh, growing up, was it was hard, it was fun. We uh, lived on a farm, and we had to help farm. Uh, I would say back then, the, the, the workers was the family, yeah. <laughs> was the key. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like that we had, um, that's why people back then had more children, so they could help farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't have all the luxuries and the just the stuff that kids have today, but we made our own farm mm-hmm. uh, when we had time to play. 
So, like, what was like a normal day for you? A normal day, you got up uh, around six o'clock in the morning. Uh, during school year, we had to be to catch the bus at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and we got back home at four thirty on the bus. So it was a long school day. But my mom, she would always get up and have breakfast done. And, uh, uh, you know, and when farming, you just, you know, you did it in seasons. Uh, during the summer, we had to, uh, we got up when the sun rose. Uh, that which was about seven o'clock. We got ready, we had to go to the field. We uh, chopped cotton. People don't know what that is anymore. What, what is that? Like, uh, chopping cotton is like you have to get the, all the weeds out of the cotton. Okay. So, uh, kind of like pruning a yard now, nowadays. But we we did that. And we, in the summer, we picked peas. And we didn't just pick peas to go in the freezer. We had to pick peas for the market for the canning factory. So you like got paid uh, like a penny a pound. Uh, for every pound of peas you picked, you got paid a penny. That was some people that was hired got paid. Uh, if your dad sharecropped, you just picked to help him out, sort of. So like, okay. Um... I know you mentioned your dad, and uh, my um, grandfather, her dad, like, he died before I was born, so I don't know much about him. I know um, he had a nickname, Snoop, and I'm guessing he was the man's man. Like, everybody, like, he could just look at you, and you know, <laughs> like, he, he like you know, but yeah, everybody know that look your dad gave you, like, hey, you can get away with your mama, maybe, but your daddy, nah, so, like, just kind of... What was he like? Well, my dad was, uh, like you said, he was a man's man. He didn't talk a whole lot. So the strong, silent type. Strong, silent type. And, the, you know, you knew he loved you by the, the things that he did. I mean, sometimes we would laugh and have fun. He would uh, make flapjacks when my mom went out of town or something like that. But he didn't, he didn't play no junk. I mean, you didn't have an option of being bad. Everybody knew your parents and knew my mom and dad. So even at school, you didn't get out of line. You know, you you, you walked the straight and narrow because you knew what will happen. And they have got into trouble at school. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell Mr. Snoop. And you know to get straight. When dad came in the house, I mean, everything had to be done. I mean, like, uh, you get up in the morning time, you, we all shared rooms, the girls and the boys, but you had your room, you had to clean your room before you went to school, and, uh, I mean, your house had to be up to par. And he just didn't, mom was easy. She could kind of whoop you, you know, your mama gonna spank you, and you still do the things that she spanked you for. But when your dad came in there, and uh, I think I remember my dad whooping me about three times, and they were never for the same things, you know. 
because you just, you didn't do the same thing. You didn't get in the same trouble. And uh, back then, you know, everybody respected their elders. Yeah, I was just about to ask something about that because I was like, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't as close. Like, their family isn't well-knitted anymore. Like, back then, I know, like, you relied heavy on family. Like, family was, like, sacred. Now it's like, you know, to each his own. Well, family was everything back then. Uh, my parents took people in that didn't have places, no inner place to go. They fed anybody that came to the house. There was always enough food to feed one or two more. And um, I mean, was, our house was a go-to house. Whatever you needed, they would try to supply it. Um, and um, growing up, we always had plenty of people coming in in our house, like uh, families, uh, my aunts with their kids sometimes. Uh, things happened and they needed to move or didn't have a place to go. Well, they came to our house. And we were just, Dad, just he believed, and him and my mother both believed in feeding people and taking care of people. Family was sacred, not just the family in your household, your all your other families. We visit my grandfather back then every Saturday and Sunday afternoon, Sunday after church, because you were going to church on Sunday. So, so what was um, I guess what what was your uh, your your grandfather's name? Well, first tell them, what's your dad's real name? My dad's name is Alonzo Hunter. Uh, and my mother's name, they called my dad Snoop. And my uh, mother mother's name was Lillian Marie. And they called her sister. She was the real humble, quiet person uh, that took care of all our spiritual needs and the loving needs. Because mm-hmm. uh, I can even remember, uh, I remember when uh, Grandma used to live with us, you know, uh, before she had passed away. And uh, like, she, she wasn't, she wasn't mean, but like, you couldn't, you couldn't get over on her. Like, she just, like, even like being like 80 something years old, she kind of like, she was like, nah. <laughs> like, she'll go, she'll like 80, she'll go out there and get a switch if you made, if you made her mad enough. Like, and uh, she used to do this thing, she used to pinch you. And I used to, ooh, I used to hate it. I used to hate it. I used to hate when she pinched you. Cause it's like, I was real, I was a little chunky, so it got a little extra to grab, and she's a pinch and twist. So I just, dang, man, the girl used to be on me, like, all the time. But you could, you could definitely tell, like, you know, eat, like, because our house, like, you know, in Dublin, you know, was always full of people. I remember, like, young, like, people from Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Macon, Johnson County, uh, Augusta, wherever everybody is, like our house is always the meetup spot. And like, we had a big yard. So like, I remember like, we, I don't even know what we were having, but it seemed like everybody came there and the house was so full. We had you know, people in, cause you know, back then we couldn't be in the house with grown folks, grown folks talking. 
So the kids are outside, so we had a trampoline, basketball goal. And like our whole yard full of cars, full of people just running around playing, just having a good time. And um, you know, I kind of I miss that because it, it like you said, it, it shows you how close we used to be versus now. Cause like even it coming up to the holidays and Thanksgiving and stuff like that, man, like we used to have to dang there, rent or eat at the church, have enough room for everybody. But now it's like smaller like groups, like auntie, like you don't even you don't even really be around you be around your immediate family and like back then it's like everybody it was just family. It was immediate family, distant family, it was just you family. You might not even know how y'all can, but oh, you family. You know what I'm saying? Like and that just it's just different from versus then and now. Like even in my childhood, so I know like in your childhood it's it's like a total like night and day. Yeah, it is a lot different because we knew our our family. Mm-hmm. And now the kids mostly don't know their aunts and uncles and I mean uh and the difference was we respected our aunts and uncles. I mean they could chastise us too. If it came down to it, if you if you were with them and you did something wrong. Hey, they'll get a switch of bad one. Quick. <laughs> and, you know, With they take quickness. care of that there. My dad had this saying, well, when you mess up at, that's where he was going to clean up at. And I think all the older people back then had that same saying because where you messed up at, whether at church or, or wherever, that's where they cleaned it up at. And um, I remember one time my baby brother, he was about two, I believe, he was acting out in church. And uh, uh, dad just came and took him up from my mama and took him outside. But when he came back in, he had no more problems with him. My, my dad was just that kind of person. You didn't respect anybody, didn't disrespect anybody. A child stay in a child's place. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's just uh, totally different. Now, uh, used to, you could walk by somebody's house uh, if you were saying words that you didn't, you know, bad words. If you saw an older person, hey, you were quick to close your mouth. But now it's like uh, young people, they cursing, they doing everything. I mean, they have no respect for anybody, even for themselves. Because I feel that if they had respect for themselves, they wouldn't be doing and saying the things around other, no, older people that they do. Even in church, it, I mean, you were what you had to church back then, but uh, uh, a girl was a girl. And uh, you didn't wear the bitty tops and shorts, and, and, and you dressed appropriately. Now it's everybody, whatever you want to do, it's okay. And you're afraid not to say something to somebody else's children. Oh, uh, no, you can't got to mind your own business these days. A lot of people, you know, they get offended easily. And um, they, they don't take criticism and you know, and I guess to some people they can be seen as being 
chastised or, you know, they're not really, uh, let's say, they, they just don't take it well. Like, anything you say to them, instead of taking something from it to, to either change or get better, they take it as offense. And, they don't, and I, I think it's just a, it's just a little, it's a gap of communication. It's a misunderstanding that people don't really want to kind of see it and address it and move on. So I think that's why like a lot of the gaps from like, you know, even with, and I think I said this earlier on a previous episode, um, I think that's where a lot of like um, socialites or like, you know, a lot of social issues come from is because people want to stop, think, and then react. They just hear, react, and then, you know what I'm saying? That, that's when the issues fall in. Uh, and uh, I know we were, we were we were talking earlier. Okay, like, and I always been to- telling people, like, like, how did you, how did you pick the career that you picked? Because, like, I know you was a nurse for, what, like, 27 years? About 31 years. Oh, see? Look at that. I've been telling people wrong. I'm sorry. Well, uh... I've always, I had always wanted to be a nurse. Uh, my sister uh, died when she was 17, and uh, she had asthma real bad. And I always wanted to help. So yeah, we had a, had a quick little intermission. But uh, you, I know you were talking about your sister had, um, well, what we were talking about is how you chose the career you uh, chose. And um, you were t- talking about your sister that had died when she was 17. Yes. And she had always been real sickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I decided then I wanted to be a nurse to help people. Mm-hmm. It took me a, a while because when I, after graduation, it, you know, uh, things have changed so much. Now you, you know about grants and and uh, loans and anything you want to go to school. You, it's out there for you to go to school. But back then, we didn't know about a whole lot of stuff. So I, I, I went to Atlanta and lived up there for about, I guess about 10 years. And when I came back home, uh, I had the opportunity to go to uh, nursing school, and uh, it was it wasn't that easy, but it was worth it mm-hmm. because I got the opportunity to be what I wanted to be—a nurse. I worked at uh, the, the, the best place I worked. The place that I really enjoyed was a nursing home. I got to help see about the elderly and talk to them and when you talk to uh, older people you learn a whole lot oh yeah but i think that and i think you kind of passed that on to me like i kind of i like i love hearing people's stories and i love and that's really what helped me um like motivated me to um, do a podcast is because i've always been able to have conversations with people and just listen and take in especially like you said older people because like you get to hear about the past you know what i'm saying and um you get the you get to just see like stuff through their eyes, you know, from like, you know, cause everybody is different. So 
everybody's gonna have a different story to it. And it's like a different point of view. And it's like kind of how like movies take point of views and like they'll do one or two, they'll do one or two um, movies, but then the second movie would be from a different po- person's point of view. I think they did that with Lion King, like Lion King one and a half or something like that. But that was just like a little, a little rabbit hole for y'all to hear. Um, I guess, and it's, it's even inspired me to now because uh, you know I'm I'm in school for respiratory therapy, and because uh, what what really made me want to do it is because a lot of us in our family, you know, or black people in general, were born with asthma. <laughs> like in our family, I can't tell you how many inhalers and nebulizers we didn't see go through, had shared and all that. And don't y'all be acting like y'all ain't never shared no medicine, but. Yeah, man. Like, hey, do y'all got an extra inhaler? Can you do the bar into the like, man? My things right there used to sell like hotcakes. But uh, you know, I think, and I thank God for my mom because, like, a lot of people have to they they do nursing to get paid, and that's not it's not it's nothing wrong with that. But I think it takes a certain type of person to actually care about their patients and uh people can people know who's there for the money and who's there because they genuinely care about people and it it ain't nothing like having that you know that connection or that feel between um having that connection or that with with the person that's taking care of you or helping you taking care of you just makes you feel more secure and feel better and really to me it gives you more morale to even feel better so like you know and I just know how your personality is I just know like you know you kind of put that into to me too like having a big heart for people yeah uh that I, I could never could understand why people got into the healthcare uh profession and didn't care about people because uh I mean the money's good but there are other rewards I worked at the VA for 29 uh, years, plus years, and I got to meet some very interesting people. <laughs> you know, they, uh, you know, everybody just needs somebody. True. They want to be needed and, and, and wanted and taken care of when they can't take care of themselves. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I got to see a lot of different type surgeries and and uh, got to meet a lot of people with different type mental issues. Uh, but it, uh, except, you know, people shy away from people with mental issues. Yeah. But those people, they just wanna, wanna be loved. They yeah. wanna be cared for. And they want somebody to listen to them. I know, I know that um, <laughs> you, you've been retired for quite some time now, so I guess we won't really be violating any HIPAA violations. What's the um, like the like the worst thing that you've seen as being a nurse? For me, I think it was a uh, one of our patients came in that was. Um, he was an alcoholic and uh, he was um, 
you know, they had told the doctor had told him to stop drinking. He had liver diseases, you know, all kind of stuff. And he just couldn't stop or wouldn't stop. And I saw uh, this, uh, people don't realize when you are drinking a lot and that liver, you mess your liver up, uh, it can cause you to bleed out. And uh, the patient, it was really sad. He was alert and everything, but he was bleeding out from all his orifices. And he didn't want to die. And it was just, I mean, we couldn't help him. You try, we tried everything we could, and but we couldn't help him. So he, he wound up bleeding out. And I thought that was, it was so sad when, when a person can stop. They can stop doing the things that's causing steroid illnesses. Um, and they won't. And they won't do it. They refuse to do it, but then in the end, they still want your help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very sad. It's like a person with COPD that won't stop smoking. Yeah, I think I had an aunt that died from COPD. Um, and she was a smoker. Yeah. So, you know, um, also, like, how do you think like people are handling COVID now? Based, like based from other like diseases over the time or infections or whatever the case may be, like today's time. How do you think it's it's being handled based off of what you've seen? Other like you know went through. I don't, I don't even know when polio was a thing or TB was a real issue. Uh, I know asthma has always been like that. Bronchitis at one point in time was killing people. Um, definitely uh, pneumonia. Yeah, that, yeah, pneumonia. You know, when they had, I wasn't around for the uh, uh, the epidemic in the uh, early 1900s, but uh, like 1916, but, uh, you know, uh, with COVID, I think, it, first of all, I think it was kind of handled a little wrong from the jump street. And uh, now, you know, we, we say they have made a vaccine too quickly and we don't know what's in the vaccine and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, uh at least the vaccine is giving us a chance. Um, it's so many people, we have lost so many people, people that we know, people that we love from COVID. And, uh, you know, if you get the opportunity to, to, to kind of stop that. Uh, At least stop the light. Helps stop help spreading it. Yeah, help spreading it. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we should take that opportunity because uh, we don't know who has COVID. We have kids and grandkids and grandparents, mm-hmm. and um, we can take it to them. And um, unknowingly, too. unknowingly, well, yeah, unknowingly take it to them and. You know, then 
how are you going to feel then if you unknowingly take it to your grandmother or grandfather or your father or your mother uh, you know, or somebody and then uh, they pass and you're still here. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're going to feel mighty bad. I, I know it was an instant um, that this a young lady uh, had COVID, COVID last year. That was when it first got really bad. And she went to the doctor and, and uh, the doctor told her to go to the hospital. But instead of going to the hospital, she went to go see her mother and her uncle. Well, her mother died uh, a week later. Then her uncle died the week after that. But she's still alive. So, you know, she has to feel some type of way because it, it's, it's like I would feel like, hey, I caused their death. Yeah, so not only are you... You're, you fall may fall into a depression from losing that person, but you may also fall into depression for being the cause of it. And then that turns into a butterfly butterfly effect of other issues that you may cause within yourself. So it, it goes from health to mental health. So it's like, you know, it's it's a scary thing to do talk about or even, you know, experience. Because I had uh I think I had COVID what was uh two thousand and nineteen. Was it two, no, no, 2020. 20. It was August. Um, I had just stopped working, and I had went to this. Uh, I had went to this like little boat party or something like that. I didn't know I had COVID. I wasn't sick before, but that that day I came home. Well, the morning I woke up and I came home, and uh, well, to Dublin, and I had a fever. It was like 104, 103 or something like that. Yes. And I was just shaking, 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 shaking. And my mom, I just, you know, I happened to be at their house on the couch. And then she was like, yeah, go get tested. We went to the, um, so it wasn't an emergency room, but it was the urgent, urgent care. And you found out we let her have COVID. So, you know, I know I would have felt bad, very bad, sick of like, you know, one of my family members, they got, you know, sick from it. Luckily, you know, I was only there for like, you know, a couple of hours or so, and you know, all in the get offs, you know, my mom like took precautions and started wiping stuff down, spraying everything with Lysol, and I, I put on a mask and all that. So, like, you know, I thank God that it didn't turn into that. And since then, she has been, she has been on me about getting vaccinated. I have some reservations about it, but, uh, uh, my job is going to make us get vaccinated. So it seems like I'll be part of the, the vaccination crew soon. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I kind of wanted to move towards like your other ambitions too, because not only is she was a nurse, she was also a baker. So, and um, they had her and my sister, and even to this day, they still do cakes and cookies and stuff like that, especially around the holidays. Oh my God. Like, it used to smell like Krispy Kreme in the house from Thanksgiving, from the beginning of Thanksgiving to the end of December. They, they had cakes everywhere. I was just like, God, oh, like, you know. So let, let's talk about a little bit of that because you you and um, Mika were, uh, you know, business owners. Yeah, we had a, a, a donut shop. We call it, the name of the donut shop was Alanon's. And, uh, I mean, it... I enjoyed it. I didn't do a whole lot of work. My daughters did, Tamika and Keisha, and the whole family, Tyree and 
just everybody took part in it. And I mean, it was just taking, began to really take off and some things happened. So uh, we no longer have Alanons, but I still bake my daughter, uh, Tamika, bakes with me. She does designs, cakes. And yeah, she's the artistic one of the, yes. of the bunch, of the three actually, of me, my other sister and um, her. She's the one we call when we need something decorated. And I bake. I love baking. Um, I'm not a decorator, but I love baking. And uh, I can't do it like I used to. Uh, like Ty said, we used to have cakes starting in November all the way up to January. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was kind of really busy and um but you know you can you have a little baking mm-hmm. you know and I, I still bake for a few people um see if y'all want some good like red velvet cakes um i know she did even did a fruit cake she hates so don't call her for no 13 layer chocolate cake because she's not doing it no. uh no. kiwi line cakes all that stuff, pound cakes to die for, like, and, you know, people like, oh my God, man, when your mama gonna cook that red velvet cake? Let me get a piece of that red velvet cake. Like, letting y'all know now, nah, she got it. And even, like, ain't gonna lie, like, she passed that on to me too. Like, I used to sit in there and watch them all the time. Like, I wasn't really big on actually eating cakes, but the process of making a cake, like, putting the ingredients together, mixing it well, and it comes out perfectly. It's like something, it's like a beautiful thing because, like, it's so many things that can go wrong. You can add too much of this, you can add too much of that, not enough this, not enough that. You can mix it wrong, you can have it on the wrong temperature. I know we used to run through the house and just yell at us, Stop before y'all make my cake fall, man. You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it, it, it's just crazy. Like, you battling all of these things, and then it comes out exactly the way you want it to. Like, man, that's that's a beautiful thing. Like, that's like, you know, it's a craft because everybody can't do it. Like, it ain't simply, you can't just, some people can't boil water, you know? And um, like, it, it's just, it's like making magic. It's like chemistry. Like you, you, you putting all these things together from nothing to make something, you know? And, and people to enjoy it. I, I think that's a very beautiful thing. And I've even tried, you know, I done dibbled and dabbled. I done got pretty good. You know, I went to the dark side of things. So I started making, you know, brownie brownies. We ain't gonna say what kind of brownies, but brownies. So. But just know, them brownies made people happy. So, uh... I know we were just talking about like other passions that you had too, Mom. Um, and this is kind of like to go back to what I was saying about, you know, having a house full of people. And my, growing up, our house was never empty. <laughs> never <laughs> empty. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I had to like run away from home as like to get away from so many people. Because, like, they would just take in any and everybody, feed any and everybody. And it's a good thing. But, 
Man, boy, if you want some peace of quiet, you have to run away. Because it's just like everybody just came to the... Everybody in the grandma was at the house. And it's just... It's, I don't know, like, what what really made y'all, like, I guess... Because a lot of people don't really have, like, that... um, Like, aura to bring, like, people... To attract people to the house. Like, kind of like... Why was it to the point where y'all felt this though? It was like, it was okay. Or even like a thing to even have so many people come to the house and just like feed any and everybody at any given moment. I guess it, one of the things was, that's the way I grew up. And you feel like, you know, people with me, with uh, my kids, I've always had, their friends come over, they uh, ate, watched movies, and you know, just do a, a whole lot of stuff. And I felt that, you know, you need to get, be able to give your kids uh, a safe place to be mm-hmm. and, and, and safe things to do and help them learn to care for people. Because in the end, I mean, that that's all it should be about. Mm-hmm. Caring for people, caring for each other. And, you know, some of the kids might not have had a hot meal at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, just somebody to care about them. And I think it was a good thing. I realized that my kids, <laughs> you know, they got tired of their friends being at the house, but you just can't couldn't just run them away, yeah. you know? Because I, I ain't gonna lie, at one point in time, I know we were thinking about moving away from where we were staying. And at first I was sad, but I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't too bad of an idea. And now, like, you know, looking back in hindsight, like, I could see why it was so important to have that safe place for people to be. And just, you know, kind of not even just say like a meeting place, but like that, like just the way your heart is set up or, you know, our family is set up. It, it, people like even now, like, you know, they'll come back to me like years later. It's been like, what, 10 years since I stayed in um, Dublin. Like, man, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, y'all family for doing what y'all did for, for me. And like, and it kind of, it kind of like makes all that like negative things of like, you know, I'm tired of people being here to go away because it's like, like you said, a lot of people did not have what we had. You know, we didn't have everything, but uh, y'all definitely made a way for us not to even feel as though we did. And just given to the fact that people can come up and say that to me, like, you know, if y'all hadn't did this and that for me, I don't know where I would have been. And especially seeing those people like be successful or get to the point where they, you know, they can maintain their own lifestyle and seeing what they came from. It's a beautiful thing, man. And I definitely have conversations with people every now and then. They just like, man, tell your mom, you know, I say, hey, dude. And like, even, even then, like out of the blue, they're just like, man, I really, I'm really glad y'all, you know, y'all show me what family is supposed to be like and feel like. You know, we didn't we didn't get along with everybody all the time, but you know, we for the most part, like we 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 did show them 
show them love and i and i and i and i want to thank you too because like you gave us that you gave us that love in our hearts to be able to share with other people and it, it just continues to to move with me and um that's why i always try to like pay forward that love towards people and give people a chance because i feel as though that's what more of the world needs in order to heal itself that connection is very, very important, I feel like. Uh, it was very important for us. And I, I felt the same way when I was growing up. You know, you have people in and out your house and you just wanna you just wanna be in your house to yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it makes me feel good when people come back, uh, the kids come back and say, I appreciate what you did. I mean, that's the best feeling in the world. It's, it's better than money, better than anything to me. Because you you know you reached one person at least. Yeah. And then they could carry it forward too. So. Yeah, pay it forward. Yeah. So how do you think your first podcast went? Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it went very well. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you um, you definitely, you you got into the groove of it pretty fast. So it's it's definitely like it's a learning experience, and I'm just glad that we was able to have this time to do it. I, I really want to do this with uh, you know, other family members as well, and just kind of like you know, giving them a chance to have other people hear from what you know their perspective on life and some of the things they done went through and did and um i'm just glad you was able to to do this and also i'm glad you were you are my mother really so if i have never said that i think i've said that several times but like you know like you said i ain't perfect but definitely you have shown me what love is. You have shown me how to be the best person I can be and have always been there for me. And I know a lot of people don't have that and I definitely appreciate that. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, No one is perfect. Um, I I know I'm not a perfect person, Mm -hmm. but I think I did, the, I know I did the best that I could and I try to instill in my children what was important, what is important in life. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's all I want my kids to be happy. And, you know, money isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to say uh, that, you know, on your deathbed, nobody's going to say uh, how much money I made or how much money I'm leaving. They're not going to think about that. They're going to think about the lives they touched and who they loved and who loved them. And I think that's very important. That was a very important statement. And it has guided me my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate my, I'm very proud of my kids mm-hmm. and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it has let me know that I did something right. And I appreciate everything that you all do. Gotcha. 
So usually how I'm going to start ending these is uh, just tell them what you, you know, kind of some of the things you're looking forward to in the future. And, uh, you know, and after a while, we'll do a recap on another episode so they can, you know, see how things have progressed so far. So anything you want to leave with or say? Well, I'm looking forward to travel and just enjoying my retirement. Oh, yeah. So that's about it, people, man. Once again, uh, thank y'all for listening. Also, like I always tell y'all, man, be that spark to change, you know. We, we definitely need other people in our lives to touch and, you know, help create a better place in this world for everyone. So, man, y'all be inspired, be that spark, and peace. <laughs>